The Kenny Pickett story has been a great one, but also a wild one. It's been a roller coaster ride with Kenny Pickett's legacy at the University of Pittsburgh. That concludes as one of the greatest legacies in University of Pittsburgh history, ends up as one of the greater quarterbacks in pit history. And certainly the stats will tell you, maybe even the best. Wasn't always the case, though. Wasn't always the feeling around Pitt fans, even around the program, not always having the continuity around Kenny Pickett that maybe should have been there. But once it got there, he became great and certainly was able to leave a legacy, a lasting legacy at Pitt. But what's the next step for Kenny Pickett? What really are his prospects to the next level? How will he do in the NFL? Will he carry on that legacy of those great stats and that great Pitt career like, say, a Dan Marino did and have a great career in the National Football League? Or will it really just be a great college career and that be it? We've seen great college quarterbacks not translate to the next level. So I'm going to have a show here. This episode of Mike Drop is going to touch on Kenny Pickett in general and just his prospects and his career at Pitt, but then his prospects to the next level as well. I'm your host here, Mike Oste, and I'm going to have this conversation about Kenny Pickett with Shane Hallam, who is the managing editor with DraftCountdown.com. He's an NFL analyst, a fantasy analyst, and a college football analyst. So no one really better to talk about Kenny Pickett, his career at Pitt, and then what could be the next level and his, his chances at success in the NFL than him since he has touched it all and analyzes and covers it all. Shane, uh, thanks for joining me, number one. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. And I do want to kind of get us started with this. What do you think has led to Kenny Pickett's success? It sounds like a simple question, but certainly the beginning of his career at Pitt, fans weren't really excited about him. He was a very polarizing figure. Some even blamed him for the problems that Pitt didn't think he was good enough with what was around him. The team was kind of puttering. And all of a sudden... Kenny Pickett now ends his college career where he does return after a pandemic season. He ends up with another year and ends his college career as one of the better quarterbacks in the country, one of the greatest pit quarterbacks of all time, breaking all kinds of records, surpassing Dan Marino, all-time yardage leader, all-time leading passer, touchdowns, etc. Ends up with one of the better pit legacies ever, at least as an individual, separate from what the team did. And the team obviously got better and became a contender with him playing better too. So how did that all happen? Because I, I've talked to some that cover Kenny Pickett. I've talked to some nationally that have been around other ACC programs that have seen Kenny Pickett. And some of them literally told me on preview shows or post-game shows, et cetera, that it doesn't even look like the same guy that they were watching a couple years ago when he ended his pit career to what it was prior. How, how did Kenny Pickett go from regular quarterback that needs to improve that no one seems to love to one of the greatest quarterbacks in the country and certainly in pit history? I, I think it's a complex question. Absolutely. And yeah. I think for me, analyzing from an NFL draft lens, uh, you know, he was a player that I was looking at, especially last year, um, thinking that he might come out to the draft. And I think he was a draftable prospect. I don't think this is a jump from a guy that was a, a no, nobody. This wasn't a, a kind of a Joe Burrow story of okay. someone who, you know, I don't think it's quite to that level. Because um, I think Kenny Pickett had the physical tools were always there. He had the arm strength. He could throw those outside passes. To me, I think the biggest improvement in his game has been the decision-making that he has 
has and the ball placement that he has, you know, he is anticipating that that's something right. I did not see him do in 2019 and 2020. Like he just was never able to anticipate where the receivers would be. And so I, I think to me, that's kind of the biggest improvement of his game is like, he's taken these steps uh, in an NFL fashion, right? These definite tools that you need in the NFL. If you, if you throw a ball to a receiver of where he was, instead of where he's going to be, it's going to be intercepted. And that's what Kenny Pickett was doing. You watch the Clemson game in 2020. That's what he was doing. You know, so to me, I think it's uh, about being able to, to figure out some of those areas where you can read a defense, make good decisions, um, you know, I think that's been the big improvement in terms of his game and where he's gone from, oh, you know, th- this is a guy that's going to make too many mistakes and just isn't good enough to lead an offense. He's going to start kill drives to like, he's the guy you want now to have the ball in his hands because he's not going to make that big play. It's going to kill you. Yeah. Kenny Pickett is definitely in a situation where I think most fans around the country would feel confident with him behind center, certainly in the college game. He certainly has got to that point. He even has a confidence around him that he he feels like he's going to lead his team to a touchdown every single drive. And of course, leading one of the better offenses and statistically speaking, the best offense in the country in his final year at Pitt. So would you say it's fair to classify Kenny Pickett's progression as a slow build where he got better. And then all of a sudden in this final year, it just took an incredible leap even more forward. Cause you're talking about even back to 2020. So even a year ago, you still saw some signs that weren't ready yet for you to be comfortable with him in the NFL. Certainly not a first round grade, but there are people, there are some of your colleagues around the NFL draft landscape that have taken him from a late, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, probably where he was a year ago, maybe even not draftable a year prior back to 2019. Honestly, there are some that are not being sarcastic when they have put him as the number one player overall on their board. That is an outrageous leap for even a year period. And it's not to say it's crazy because the numbers are there and he's a quarterback, but would you say it's fair that that, that that's a progression and then a major leap forward or did you see any signs that this could be possible? I I guess that's a question too. Did you see signs this was possible or are you surprised that you're actually having to have conversations of if if he's the number one player overall now from what you would have thought a year ago? I'm definitely surprised. I think if I, if I knew it was possible then I think an NFL team would have brought me in to scout these quarterbacks. That's fair. You wouldn't be doing this with me, right? That's fair. I I think if anyone saw this in him in 2020 and could have said like, Hey, come out, we'll take you in the third round and you'll be a stud. Like, you know, I I think NFL teams do that. That's why the quarterback position is so hard because this can happen. Um, I, I think there were some improvements from 2019 to 2020. I think when you look at, the statistics for those two years, they look very similar. It looks very dull, but I really felt like in 2020 against some uh, the poor defenses that weren't really scheming anything exotic, right. uh, there were some flashes of this. There were games where he kind of took over, and I thought, you know, like he kind of had it. Uh, the Virginia Tech game, I think, was a big one late in that season where, you know, uh, it, it wasn't the easiest team in the world, but he, you know, he threw over 50 passes, like the game was in his hands. And then, you know, he went to Clemson and and you're playing 
uh, national title contender and things fell apart, which right. did not happen this year. And I think that's the biggest difference is when, when there were difficult defenses for Kenny Pickett to play like Clemson um, that he, you know, he stepped up to that challenge. I, I would even say the second game that, uh, against Tennessee um, yeah. is, a, is a defense that's really improved through the season, given some big SEC teams, some problems, and he, he picked them apart, you know? So I, I think that's the difference is he's able, I think pre-snap and then post-snap to really process what the defense is doing and that, that's something that often takes time you know, we've had a lot of quarterbacks drafted in the nfl very very high that were not able to do that and the thinking was well we can get them there and teams <laughs> never were it's you know, easier no. said than done yeah. right so so the fact that he's doing that in yeah. college right. i think that's why um you know my latest mock draft i have him at, at 10th overall going in the draft uh, as the first quarterback off the board and i think at this point you know that, that's kind of where the nfl views him they feel view him, he's safe he, he's better. He's more consistent than the other quarterbacks in a poor draft class this year for, for the position. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you that for sure. So what went into you having Kenny Pickett here talking with Shane Hallam, the managing editor with DraftCountdown.com, NFL fantasy and college football analyst here. As we're talking Kenny Pickett and his ascension from mediocre college quarterback to one of the best in the country to a Heisman candidate at one point in a year to now an NFL legit caliber quarterback in many people's eyes but what went into you placing him at 10th overall and as your top quarterback obviously there's athletes in front of him there there are some that have him as one probably because they feel like a quarterback has to be taken there or maybe a team of need would want a quarterback there a lot of analysts do cling on the quarterback for that top overall pick but what went into you having him as your number one overall quarterback still understanding that this is kind of an out of nowhere ascension for Kenny Pickett and there are other quarterbacks in the country that are still getting more respect in terms of the Heisman Trophy in terms of college football analysts in terms of what they're discussed nationally and that kind of now is happening for Pickett but he's still behind those guys individually for this college season but for you he appears more ready for the NFL than them I'm assuming I, I think that's really what it comes down to is that NFL teams are going to be comfortable with a player who has the tool set, who has the processing ability, who has the experience and kind of the leadership and toughness. Um, I, I think he has kind of this toolbox that a lot of the older school NFL coaches are going to like. Uh, you know, he, he's, yeah. he's in terms of my ranking, he's number three. But I think if the draft were held uh, right now, that he would probably go number one as the top quarterback. Okay. Be because, because of that kind of consistency, I think if you look at guys like Sam Howell uh, at North Carolina or Matt Corral at Mississippi, uh, you know, I think those are two players that have had consistent success, but I, I don't think they've hit the level of play that Kenny Pickett has this this specific season. So yeah. it's about risk versus reward. Do you want to take the upside of uh, players like that or Malik Willis of Liberty? Or I think Kenny Pickett, you know what you're getting. You know, you have a guy that loves football, that has the tool set, like I said, that's doing it this season. You could plug him in day one into an NFL offense, and you probably have a good idea of how that offense is going to run. Similar to Mac Jones in New England, I think it's right. a fair comparison as prospects where you could plug them in. It's not going to be, I don't think Kenny Pick's going to step in and be Justin Herbert, you know, and, and light the world on fire. But I think he's going to step in and be able to run an offense that's run-based and you can win games with him. Yeah, and gain confidence like Mac Jones has with the Patriots and get better as the games go on and kind of be an NFL-ready quarterback, learning that system under Mark Whipple, kind of same deal that Mac Jones had more of an NFL style offense certainly can prepare him for the next level. You said though, that for you, 
he's only your number three quarterback, even though you would predict if you're going to throw money down here or try to be correct, that he probably would be taken one. So why do you feel like the NFL would have him at one, but you have him at three? So what is holding you back personally to have him at three if you agree that maybe he's that meatloaf, he's safe, he's ready to go, and he has the confidence, the moxie, has some intangibles that feels like he's ready to go, learn it under an NFL system. So what all about that is not enough for you to have him higher than your number three? I think there's two things. I think the first thing is kind of what we've hit on throughout our discussion here is the fact that it was such a big jump from 2020 to 2021, even though there were some flashes there. Uh, yeah, that, that scares me. That, that's usually the quarterbacks that um, can turn to a pumpkin for lack of a better right, term, right. you know? And so, so I think I have some fear with that. Plus, is the upside there of these other players. If there is fear that, hey, may, may, maybe this is an outlier for Pickett, maybe it's a weaker ACC than we think, you know, maybe things are just uh, processing the pit, you know, pit offense. Maybe Jordan Addison is this absolute stud that is, you know, bailing him out and making him look better. I think there's a sure. lot of factors that it could be. Um, and I don't, I don't run an NFL team, so it's easier for me to say, <laughs> well, I'm going to take the upside quarterback, right? I'm going to take a guy that could be right. uh, top 10, where I think Corral and Howell have that potential i don't think kenny pickett's ever going to be a top 10 quarterback in the nfl uh but i don't think you're drafting him necessarily to be that i think you're drafting him to be a franchise player uh on a, a balanced offense so you know for my rankings i may have him at three but i think i definitely understand why the nfl and and teams you know, coaches gms are playing for their job it's better to have right. a good quarterback than to have if you have a bust you're out and I, I, don't, I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to be a bust. I think he's probably the most bust-proof quarterback in this class. Uh, and so I think that safety is going to draw a lot of GMs to him. And, and a bust-proof quarterback is saying something for Pitt as well. It's been a long time since <laughs> they had a bust-proof quarterback. I mean, <laughs> Palco maybe was another notable Pitt quarterback, but I don't think anybody thought out of, out, out of college that he was going to be anything really in the NFL, held a clipboard for a while. But to be a bust-proof quarterback is certainly a positive thing here, Shane Helm managing editor with draftcountdown.com and of course a football analyst nfl fantasy and college football joining me here to talk kenny pickett so what could change maybe your mind i mean we're recording this there's some games left even in the losses he he threw six touchdowns tie a program record even in the game they lost against western michigan which is the the worst loss pickett could have really had this year but it's not on him. I mean, he's in a situation here, regardless of what this team does, I don't think that can be on him. And individually speaking, he is bus proof. But you're mentioning kind of a ceiling. It sounds like you have a ceiling for him that perennial pro bowler, Dan Marino, Hall of Fame, that's all out for you. That doesn't seem to be in the cards, even if he can be an okay serviceable quarterback. So number one, is that his ceiling? Why is that his ceiling? Is there a chance he can exceed that ceiling and prove you wrong and have more of a career? And what would he need to do to maybe make that happen? Because we also know Kenny Pickett, Shane. He hears this from you. I'm not saying he's going to watch, but maybe he will. I, I know he, he does follow us. He's going to say, I appreciate bus proof, but I'm not in any way satisfied with maybe one Pro Bowl in 10 years and not getting released. But no, I want to be a perennial Pro Bowler. I want, we've heard him say he wants to be in the Hall of Fame someday. He wants to do what Dan Marino did and leave Pitt and then have a great NFL career. So you don't think that's going to happen. 
what can he do to prove you wrong and say, I am not satisfied with bust proof. I want to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and be the next Dan Marino coming out of pit with stats and then go on to the next level and end up in Canton someday. Is that possible? Can he do something to prove those doubters wrong and eventually get there? I think there's two things that he can do in this process up to the NFL draft to make me my words uh, tonight in a few months say, well, right. I, I was, I was too low. One is, is bowl game. I mean, I think if I want to see him go up against a ranked high end defense um, and as much as I think Clemson was a very good defense this year, I, I think that right. is good film for him. I think that there's better defenses out there. And, and if Pitt wins out, they're going to face one. Uh, and I, I think that could go a long way. And the second thing is the senior bowl. Uh, he, I think he's going to have the opportunity to be the best quarterback there. He's probably going to be there with Malik Willis from Liberty, uh, possibly Carson Strong from Nevada and others. I, I think if Kenny Pickett can showcase that he is by far the best quarterback at the senior bowl in Mobile in January, that it, it really is where guys like Phillip Rivers, you know, turned into top five picks when they showed that, Hey, they can step in from, uh, you know, uh, to be frank, you know, Pitt's not a school that's no known for their quarterbacks or, or, their, no, or their prospects. No, no. And so if he can step out from that and go to an environment where he's facing guys that are going to go in the first, second, third round of the NFL draft and dominate them, like th then I'll, I'll eat my words and say, Hey, can you take a proof? He can do it against this top competition and, and I'll, I'll maybe move him up before the draft. So uh, it, it could happen. <laughs> Yeah, I'll allow, I'll allow you to move them up before the draft. Here. We were we were hold you to this too much here. Things do do move around, of course, when you're watching and, and evaluating. But yeah, it's I mean, '83 was Marino's draft class. Even Alex Van Pelt, these records that he's breaking along with Marino, we're we're talking 20, 30 years still from then. And I think a lot of NFL scouts do have the ability to say, okay. Yeah, it's an NFL system. It's Mark Whipple. We like that. We like what he brings. But there's just no guarantee anything could translate. And it was kind of an out of nowhere ascension. So it could drop off as well. He does have certainly the argument in his favor. That would be this isn't a Jason White, Eric Crouch, that type of story, because they were more athletes doing kind of a funky college system. Even Tim Tebow doing a college system Pat White doing a spread offense, jump passes, just weird college things that you're not going to try in the next level for a starting quarterback, generally speaking. Kenny Pickett's basically doing pocket passer stuff and, and finding receivers, one, two, three, check down, finding the open man, threading the needle and doing it against some quality defenses, certainly better ones that he may face and certainly could help his stock there when he does and if he does. So he he is giving you kind of what you'd want to see at the next level, which again, maybe goes back to you saying, well, that's going to be safe. I don't think he'll have a bust potential because he's at least experiencing a little bit of that style of offense while in college, not just something that'll be totally foreign that'll have to learn all again and, and cannot just dominate purely in athleticism. Like some maybe have tried to do from college to the next level. Um, Shane, I definitely appreciate the time for sure. Uh, just, just, you know, as, as we round things out here with our Kenny Pickett conversation here on Mike drop on Pittsburgh sports live and Pittsburgh sports. Now, what do you like the most about Kenny Pickett? And what do you like the least about Kenny Pickett in terms of taking a college legacy to success in the national football league? 
I, I think for me, uh, the, the, probably the biggest trait that I like about him is his ability to throw on the run. Uh, and I think it's something that, that the NFL is looking more at. Um, and, you know, I have to say, I think that game against Clemson, some of the passes that he threw moving out of the pocket, uh, it, like it, it is pretty unbelievable. And that that's, that's, that's where that light bulb really went off for me. Like, uh, Oh, th- you know, this guy can play right. at the next level. Um, I, I think that's the best. And, and I think in terms of the least um, it, it's, you know, it, it's kind of what so some of the, some of the decision-making I think still isn't there. Right. And that's why he's not, uh, you know, to me, a number one overall pick in this draft. Okay. Like, um, you know, I, I think that that second half of the, of the North Carolina game where he got kind of cold and was throwing things behind yeah. guys. And we've just, seen a little bit of more of that prop up as the season progressed too. as the right. season continued on. And obviously an NFL season is much longer. And by the time he's finishing his career, the NFL could try to play 25 games a year for crying out loud with their pace. And as the season progressed, you're seeing it's hard to focus too much on the interceptions when you're watching a college game because he's also giving you 300 plus yards and they're 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 scoring but yeah you're seeing more mistakes prop up as the season progresses yeah i think it's things that can be cleaned up but it's also the the reason why he wasn't a high-end prospect before so i think that could be a little bit scary and and maybe like i said something against a high-end defense or a senior bowl situation if he if he cannot do that uh then i think it would go a long way Shane, I definitely appreciate the time. We'll, we'll, we'll check in with you to see if Kenny Pickett can move up your board, if Kenny Pickett can prove you right in a way that he's not a bustable player, but also prove you wrong in a way that he can have a better you know, NFL career than, than you're saying. Many didn't think he would get to this level of a college career either, though. So he's already <laughs> proven people wrong. He, he really, he's, he's spent an entire college legacy of proving people wrong. They pretty much thought he kind of would be a game manager and that would be enough for him. He's well more than that. I don't think anyone would have would have put any money down that he would ever be in a Heisman conversation to, at any point in his college career, and he certainly got there. So maybe he can prove you wrong as well and, and climb up your board. Either way, coming back to Pitt and this final year at Pitt, at the very least, no matter what he does, I think we can agree it's made him some money. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he has made him some money. So it was a great decision, and it certainly has helped him individually. Shane, I, I appreciate the time, though, man. Yeah, though, thanks for having me anytime. Absolutely. So Shane Hylam, managing editor with draftcountdown.com. Shane classifies himself, and I think I would agree, as an NFL fantasy and college football analyst. And yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of Kenny Pickett as well. There, there are things that still could get cleaned up. And you're talking about the NFL here. He's not a perfect player. When you hear people say, well, Kenny Pickett's already better than this NFL quarterback or that NFL quarterback, et cetera, that is well cart before the horse there. Kenny Pickett to me is going to have a solid NFL career. I don't know if he's going to end up in Canton someday, but I do think he is kind of a, a safe player that is not going to be bad for you, that is not going to be a bust for you, that will win you some games, that does know what he needs to do to run an offense and can adapt to an NFL offense based on what he's been dealing with with Mark Whipple at Pitt, especially these last couple years. And he's had to prove doubters wrong. He's had to learn multiple offenses. He dealt with multiple coaches, multiple OCs, and he's just got better and better as the years go by. And of course, that that big ascension from 2020 to a Heisman candidate in 2021, that 
that's something you gotta like. You gotta like that moxie, that personality, that swag, that confidence in him, kind of like a Joe Burrow that also kind of came out of nowhere and had one of the greatest college seasons ever, at least Pickett's doing it over a period of time. He finishes, no matter what, as one of the greatest pit quarterbacks of all time, one of the greatest careers, individually speaking, for a college quarterback of all time. Just look at the numbers. And he does give you a lot to think he is ready for the next level, that he is ready for the National Football League. And he's got his respect in college, finally. Will he get his respect when he's drafted in the National Football League? Will he be the number one quarterback? Will he be a number one overall pick? Will he move up boards like Shane, who still has him as a number three quarterback for him because he wants to see more? Will he be able to prove those doubters wrong? I think that's motivation for Kenny Pickett. I do think he translates to the next level. I don't know if I want to go crazy with these wild predictions yet, and I have no idea if the Steelers are going to draft him or not. I know that's brought up as well. I think maybe it'll even serve Kenny Pickett to get out of Pittsburgh and be free kind of from the polarizing effect or the pressure that would be on him here in Pittsburgh. But nonetheless, I can't deny rooting for the guy. You got to like that type of story where he proved doubters wrong and, and develops legacy and becomes so great. We'll see what he does at the next level. A long way to get there for sure. But I did want to kind of get Shane's thoughts now because I was aware that he didn't think he was his number one quarterback. So I wanted to see what criticisms are still there for Kenny Pickett since everyone's kind of falling in love with him right now. He's getting a lot of praise, deservingly so. But I wanted to get a fair assessment from an NFL draft guy on the current thinking of Kenny Pickett. We'll see what that is months from now. And leading into the draft, regardless of how Pitt finishes, and if Kenny Pickett has proven any doubters wrong, has moved up on any boards, has done anything to make things better for him, or worse, because at the end of the season, he has made some mistakes that weren't there earlier in the year. And we're not talking about getting drafted. We're not talking about the sixth round or moving even into third round. I think it's a pretty safe bet. We're talking about a first-round quarterback here. Whether he's the number one quarterback or not is immaterial. He's a first-round quarterback. He's made some money by coming back this year. That's all great for him. That's all gravy for him. He wants more. He wants success in the NFL. He wants maybe that number one spot. But you're going to also get really, really analyzed. And there's going to be that magnifying glass on you, certainly once you get close to the NFL draft. So every possible criticism will be there to give NFL teams pause. They want to make sure they don't have a bust because that can ruin them for a decade. And that safe draftable player, that safe pick can at least keep your job for a while. That Mac Jones, that type of player, that might be who Kenny Pickett is. And honestly, that's not a bad thing at all from where he was when he started his college career, what the thought was around him even a couple years ago to what he now is with his pit legacy. And then of course his sights on the national football league and that next level and to develop a legacy there as well. Thanks to Shane Hylam for joining me here, managing editor with DraftCountdown.com, And of course, an all around football guy and football analyst here as we talk, Kenny Pickett, that'll do it for this edition of Mike drop on Pittsburgh sports live. I want to remind you to hit that subscribe button bottom of this video It'll help us get all of our content to you. It's free to do so. Thanks to our sponsors throughout the network. And of course, follow along Pittsburgh Sports Now at PGH Sports Now at PGH Sports Live on Twitter for the site and the outlet. And of course, we're going to have a lot more Kenny Pickett coverage here, as well as pit coverage on Pittsburgh Sports Now. And of course, leading into the NFL draft. Kenny Pickett, that's a polarizing name for some, or at least it wasn't. 
Kenny Pickett. That was a polarizing name for some. That was the guy that you blamed for the issues with the Pitt football team. That was the guy that you said wasn't good enough and was holding the team and program back from really being great. Face facts. That's what many of you were saying even a couple of years ago. And maybe you were justified because that guy then, the guy you were saying that about then, that's not the guy we're talking about now. The Kenny Pickett story is a wild one. He went from kind of an unknown, landed at Pitt. Maybe some thought it could be a game manager, needed a lot around him. Many thought he's holding the team back. Many thought he wasn't good enough. He had to deal with a lack of continuity, tons of coaches, systems in and out, a polarizing head coach even under Pat Narduzzi. And then now he became great. He closes the chapter of his pit career as one of the greatest pit quarterbacks, pit players ever. And we're talking a legacy of Dan Marino, certainly a quarterback, but even pit player going to Tony Dorsett, going to Larry Fitzgerald. I could go on and on and on. There's a legacy there, Mike Ditka. But you look at the numbers. You look at the college career as an individual, maybe not team success, but as an individual. Kenny Pickett's had one of the better pit careers ever. He's been one of the better quarterbacks in college football ever look at the individual numbers certainly in pit history ever all-time leading passer etc but what does that mean for the next level is he alex van pell is he tyler palco where he's holding a clipboard at best i don't think so he moved from barely getting drafted to late round pick to many are saying now first round at minimum some are saying number one overall pick is he the next dan marino because when you look at the pit career, that's what he wants out of the NFL. Is that possible? On this episode of Mike Drop here on Pittsburgh Sports Live and Pittsburgh Sports Now, we are going to discuss Kenny Pickett's career, how the hell this has happened, where he's become this guy that could be the number one overall pick and could have a great NFL career on top of his college career. And what his ceiling really is, where he should be on your board, where he is on this guy's board. And that's my guest, Shane Hylam, managing editor with draftcountdown.com. And of course, the NFL, college football, and even fantasy analyst to join me and discuss Kenny Pickett. What's been Kenny Pickett and what could become Kenny Pickett at the next level. Shane, thanks for joining me, man. <laughs> 